This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 235. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 235. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. If you are in the States, today is Memorial Day, which means it's officially the beginning of summer, right? So excited. So I'm recording this a few days in advance and on the day that this goes live, I will be driving back from Cannon Beach on the Oregon coast, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And I'll probably just be sitting in like end of long weekend traffic all damn day. So I'm feeling great about that. But no, seriously, I'm so excited about our weekend. This is kind of a tradition that we've started where sometime in May, the weekend kind of shifts around, but sometime in May, we kind of kick off our summer season by going down to the Oregon coast. And it's always really fun and really lovely. Last year, it rained the whole time. And I will admit I was a little bitter. So I'm hoping that we have some better weather. You can definitely check my Instagram because I've been posting throughout the weekend to keep you up to date on the coast weather and the scenery, which is always really gorgeous, even when it's cloudy over at Haystack Rock on Cannon Beach. So you can pop over to the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram to see what's happening there. Also, big announcement. I teased maybe a month or so ago. It's probably been longer than that. Like one to two months ago, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about putting together like a little membership community. I would love to have you guys join. Let me know if you're interested. And all these people said they were interested. And I said, I'm going to keep it really cheap. Like I'm going to give you guys extra stuff above and beyond what happens here on the podcast for free. And it'll just be like a little monthly charge. Okay, so I just decided to do it all for free. So you're welcome. Merry Christmas, happy birthday, and all of the above. So if you go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook, you can join our new free private 
Shameless Mom community. And that group is called Shameless Mom hashtag every damn day. And we will be over there talking about how to live bigger, bolder, braver every damn day, how to really lead with intentions around being more positive, purposeful, and productive and powerful in your life. And yeah, that's what I got for you. That's all my alliteration for the day, all the P's and all the B's and all that stuff. So make sure you pop over there again. I think there's already like maybe close to 200 people there. It's a lot. It's already grown big just through my announcing it through social media. But that's again at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. Also invite friends to join the group. I would love for you to be like, hey, shameless moms in my life, like come hang out here because I want us to be having conversations and building community and camaraderie with all the shameless moms and moms who need to be a little more shameless in their life. So come find us over there. All right, shameless mom of the week. So I'm super excited. Remember that shameless moms of the week come from our reviews in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And I pick one every week every Monday and do a little highlight of that shameless mom during this part of the show. And I chose this one because this mom is really appreciating the permission to be a little more shameless as a new mom. And this is going to help us lead right into our conversation today about being real shameless about wanting to get real rich. So here's this. This is from Emily J. H., And the title says, Keeping Me Sane. Her review says, I'm so grateful for the show. I'm a new mom with a seven-month-old son. And boy, this role has been the most tiring, identity-confusing roller coaster. I struggled with infertility before having my little buddy and thought happiness would keep going after becoming mommy. It was such a weird reality check to feel lonely, anxious, and isolated at home with my son and then conflicted while being away from him in my part-time work. I felt like I was never okay being me, being enough for my son or my husband or myself. After trying out several podcasts, I've become a shameless mom. So uplifting and validating. She has helped me feel okay to have these conflicted feelings and also okay when I need a break. As a result, I've given myself more grace to ask for what I want from my supporters and seek out more satisfying outlets. My decision-making with emotional boundaries is reinforced each time I listen in. As a social worker, I love the language Sarah uses to empower others and bring to light sensitive topics. She exudes love and understanding in all of her episodes. Hearing the Shameless Mom Academy is my daily fix during my son's first nap, and I carry Sarah's words through the day with me, coloring my interactions to be more positive and meaningful and shameless. So thank you, Emily, for that review. That means so much to me. And oh my gosh, I read that and I was like, so many of us can relate to so many things you said. So I'm sending you the biggest virtual hug and just hoping that you continue to really give yourself permission to show up as is every damn day and do what you can to take care of yourself and really indulge in self-love, not as an indulgence and a treat, but as a necessary part of being a woman and a mother and a caregiver and a human being. So I love everything that she said there. And for those of you listening, if you want to be shameless mom of the week, all you got to do is go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and that'll drop you into Apple Podcasts right onto our page. You click on ratings and reviews, and then you scroll down a little ways. By the way, do this on your phone. It's way more direct than on your computer. So do it on your phone. Go to shameless mom.com forward slash review. And then when you scroll down a little ways, you'll see where you can rate the show. You give it one to five stars. Five stars are always appreciated. And then you can click on a little button that says write a review and write a few sentences in there about what you think about the show and how the show has impacted you. And maybe you'll be the shameless mom of the week next week. So thank you again, Emily, for that. I really appreciate it. And along the lines of being shameless and like building positive, meaningful conversation here, 
I'm going to talk about something really shameless on the podcast today. And it's, I'll tell you, like, I've been thinking about this for about a week now. Like, how can I talk about this and make sure that my message gets across in the way I want it to get across? Because it's a sensitive topic. We're going to talk about money. So I'll start with that. Talking about money is sensitive, right? And it can be weird because we all have a relationship with money. And I've talked about this. We've had a few financial people on the show and had really interesting conversations around finances. And there's definitely been some episodes where I've, you know, shared specific things about how I was raised with parents who definitely had scarcity mindsets around money and not to place blame at all because that was just where they were. Like money was limited and that it was just not a secret that money was limited in my household growing up. And there were times when it felt really limited. And I went to private schools because my mom taught in private school. So I went to school with a lot of rich kids and very much felt like not so much a rich kid. And I was always really, really sensitive about that. So that really colored my relationship with money and also my desires around money. And so we're going to dig into all of this a little bit today because I'm here to shamelessly tell you I want to be rich and I want to be a millionaire and I'm not going to like keep that a quiet little secret and I'm not going to be like apologetic and shameful about it. And I'm not going to squirm when I say it. I'm going to say it with confidence. I'm going to own it. I'm going to tell you why I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to tell you why it's important to me to be successful. And I'm going to invite you to really consider your relationship around things like money and success, because it's just so intriguing. And you might not agree with me at all. You might be like, I never want to be a millionaire. Like I'm totally cool where I'm at right now. I don't need more. I'm totally happy. And that's completely fine. But I also think it might be interesting for you to hear my story and kind of where I'm at right now, because it might challenge some of your beliefs around money and around maybe some limits that you've put on yourself or limits that for whatever reason you have in place and that might be holding you back in different areas of your life. And it might be kind of eye-opening because I've definitely had put limitations on what I've wanted in life in the past and put limitations on what I thought I could get, what I thought I was worthy of, all those kinds of things. And I've really started to blow some of those doors open in recent years. And I'm talking about it with a lot of confidence, even though I'm still working on my mindset around it. I'm talking about it openly and with confidence because I know that that will keep pushing me in the right direction. So I hope this will be really, really valuable. I'm going to go through a handful of things today. I'm going to talk about why I want to be a millionaire. I'm going to talk about why I'm not apologetic or quiet about my success. I'm going to talk about why you might consider being more open about your dreams of success and wealth and money. I'm going to talk about exactly what I'm doing to become a millionaire. And I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can start going after more success and money in your life. So listen in, take some notes and share this episode with women in your life who you think might really resonate with this messaging around how can we embrace going after what we really want in an unapologetic way? Because I'm telling you, dudes out there who want money, they are not like squirming in their seats talking about it. They are just going after it and talking about it and like shamelessly owning that they want to be rich. So why aren't we doing that as women? So we're going to dive into a little bit of that as well. The mindset between men and women around these things. Okay, so let's dive in to all things uh, millionaire mindset. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. 
On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So I'll tell you, I got like this CD series and it was like a book on tape kind of a thing. And I believe it was called Secrets of a Millionaire Mindset. And I was, I made my husband listen to it as we were on a road trip. This was before Vinny was born. So it was just the two of us in the car. And it literally like made you do these mantras out loud where it was like, practice saying like 10 times in a row, I have a millionaire mindset. And I was literally like, no, we're going to do this. And He's like, yeah, no, I'm not actually. And so we're in the car and he's driving and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I have a millionaire mindset. And he's just laughing at me. Not because he doesn't think that I can't be a millionaire or doesn't think I can be a millionaire, but he's like not so into like the manifesting, envisioning that kind of stuff. It's just like not his jam. So he thought this was super woo woo. But I always think of that when I think about wanting to become a millionaire that like, if you just say I have a millionaire mindset out loud enough, you'll actually have one. But here's the thing it's kind of true. So I'm going to give you some examples of that as we move through this today. So I want you to consider as we get started on this, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, do you want to be a millionaire? Consider why there's shame for women around wealth building. How can we overcome that shame? Maybe think about if you find it hard to publicly celebrate your wins and successes, consider how open you are about how successful you really want to be at anything in life. Do you hold yourself back because of self-doubts or because you don't think you deserve success or because you don't think it's appropriate to desire really big things? There's a lot to think about in there. There's a lot to unpack. So I just want you to kind of be considering that as we talk through stuff today, because sometimes we just get caught up in our own heads and we don't realize that we're stuck in kind of a loop of negative self-feedback or self-doubt that doesn't even allow us to see what's possible or explore potential that could really unlock some doors for us and really help us see things in new and different ways. And I've definitely been stuck in that myself for sure. So, okay, let's dive into why I want to be a millionaire. Let me just get real vulnerable real quick. So I want to be a millionaire because I want to have the freedom to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I want to be a millionaire for the security and stability so that I never have to be dependent on another person or a system that I don't trust. For me, 
not being able to be financially independent is really, really terrifying. And I think a lot of that comes from being raised by a single mom and someone who really like, it was really, really important to her to be financially independent, but it was also a struggle to be financially independent. She was a mom teaching in Catholic schools, raising two daughters who went to private schools. It was a stretch and a struggle at times for sure. So I saw that impact on her. And I know that it's just really, really important to me to be financially independent and that I also like, it's just not in my nature to lean on others for money. And I also don't trust the system that the system will be there for me if I need it, which is really scary as a parent to think like if my son needed critical medical care that I couldn't afford, what would that look like? How would I manage that? How would I overcome that? And these are like the things that I have, the thoughts that I have in my very neurotic mind. So there's that piece of it. I want to be a millionaire to give my child all the opportunities that I had to write letters to beg for. So I've talked about this before, and I do not begrudge my mom this at all. It was actually really, really valuable life experience. But I had to write a lot of letters to beg for a lot of things as a kid. And basically, from the time I got into high school and all through high school and college, I had to write letters every year asking for financial aid and asking for more financial aid and asking for more financial aid and telling like what I was doing to make money, you know, as much money as I possibly could as a kid who had a job and was also in school full time getting straight A's. But I also still needed more money. And I had to, you know, really um, outline like why I was worthy and why I qualified for more financial aid. And my mom did this too. She filled out endless forms for financial aid and wrote endless letters. And she really taught me how to do this in a positive and powerful way, which like I said, was a really valuable life skill. But I want to be able to give my son all those things that I had to write those letters for so he doesn't have to write those letters. Don't worry, I'll make him write letters for other things because like I said, it was a valuable skill. I want to be a millionaire to make a difference in others' lives through charitable giving. Oh, this is such a big one for me. I was actually watching, don't judge, I was watching Real Housewives of New York recently. And Bethany Frankel was doing, she did a ton of, she's still doing a ton of relief work in Puerto Rico. And so they showed a bunch of the things that she had been doing and chartering planes and getting millions of dollars donated in warehouses of, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds of food and water to get on these chartered planes to get to Puerto Rico, to go into these villages that the US government had literally sent no had sent nothing to. They'd sent them no resources. And she was one of the first people on the ground. And I was crying through the whole thing, thinking like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. Like, I want to be able to give in that way and have that profound impact on someone else's life. And to feel like I get choked up just thinking about it, to be able to show up and give someone money, be like, here, I want to help you. Here's what I can give to you. And that takes money and resources. I mean, you know, this is a multimillionaire businesswoman, Bethany Frankel, who did that. And I can't think of a cooler thing to do with my money. I want to be a millionaire to be able to contribute to political campaigns that support causes that support the underdog. Another really big one for me. Like I already give to causes that mean a lot to me. I give to Planned Parenthood and the ACLU and the Trevor Project that support the LGBTQ community. I want to be able to do more of that though. I give here in Seattle to Mary's Place who supports women in transitional housing who are in the process of overcoming homelessness with their babies. I give to Amara, another organization here in Seattle that supports foster children and foster families. But I want to be able to do that in more profound ways and give to political campaigns that support those organizations as well. I want to be a millionaire to travel to developing countries where I can be part of a movement to impact lives. So like I said, with being able to give on a bigger level and to charitable causes, I want to be a millionaire to show my son what all women can do. 
And I want to be a millionaire to show little girls what all women can do. So the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media is devoted to increasing female representation on screen. And they have a motto that says, if she can see it, she can be it. If little girls see other women being ridiculously successful, they believe they can be ridiculously successful, but they have to see it to believe it. I feel like I have an obligation to be loud and proud about this so that I can inspire other women to be loud and proud about it because other women will have daughters who will see them doing it. I want to be a millionaire to inspire other women and moms to see what they can do. I want to be a millionaire because I can only become a millionaire by serving thousands of women. And my desire to serve is so freaking strong. And I love the idea that like in order to become a millionaire, I get to impact thousands of lives. That's really, really cool. And I want to be a millionaire to prove to anyone who has ever made me think I can't do something that I can and I will. Hashtag watch me. So those are my reasons for wanting to be a millionaire. And I will tell you, it was really fun to sit down and write that list out. So I encourage you to sit down and like write that out real quick. Open up a Word doc, get in your little notes app on your phone and just dictate some of it while you're on a little walk. It will get you super pumped up. So here's why I won't be apologetic or quiet about my success. I'm not going to be quiet because I've worked really hard. I've worked really hard for everything that I've had. And I've actually gotten to be interviewed a number of times recently on selling my gym. And that's something I've really started embracing, having that conversation about being a woman business owner and building something up over the course of 16 years to then turn around and sell it. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. That's a badass move. And I'm going to share that journey with other people and especially with other women business owners because I want other women building businesses that they can turn around and sell one day because there's not a lot of women who sell companies. And that's like a major, major life milestone. So I work really hard and I'm not going to apologize for it or be quiet about it because I think that, again, look at the dudes. They're not being quiet about it. They're sharing their success. They get that acknowledgement and they own it. They're not like shirking away from it and shrinking and like, oh, I know it was really nothing. They're like, yeah, man, I did this thing. Check me out. So here I am like, yeah, ladies, I did this thing. Check me out. I'm also not going to be apologetic or quiet because I've learned really valuable lessons as I've grown multiple businesses and those lessons are worth sharing. And if I don't share those lessons and those experiences and stories, that would be really selfish, right? I'm only serving other women and helping other women and modeling what can be done when I share the valuable lessons that I've learned when I talk about my success. I'm not going to be apologetic or quiet because I want other women to see themselves in me and in my imperfections and realize that they can do it too. So if you see that oh my God, Sarah's so imperfect, she's kind of a mess sometimes. Like on my Instagram stories, this is where I share this, where like I share all the goofy, hilarious, weird things about my everyday life on Instagram stories. Because first of all, I'm like, I'm such a normal person. Literally like the highlight of my day the other day was finding coffee at like, I think it was like at one o'clock. And I was like, oh my gosh, this half a cup of coffee that I didn't realize I didn't drink yet. This is like the thing I'm most grateful for today. These are the things that I want people to see that like, it's not about like fancy glitzy stuff. And it's not about like always being super driven and focused on a goal. Sometimes it's literally about finding coffee that's been sitting cold for eight hours and being so delighted. And that's the thing that made your day. So I love sharing that with people where you're like, oh, like that's the thing that makes her all fired up. Okay. Like if that's what makes her go, then I can do this too. 
I won't be quiet or apologetic because it's actually harmful to society for women to quietly desire success, especially at a time when we still earn 80 cents on the dollar. And that's white women, by the way. Women of color earn less than that. So at a time when we still earn significantly less than men in 2018, for us to quietly desire success is actually harmful to society. We are not helping anyone by staying quiet with our aspirations and our ambitions. Only when we become more loud and more vocal and show that this is what we are doing and what we're going after and we are not going to sit down and we're not going to be apologetic and we are not going to stand by and watch other people do it for us or watch men take the positions that we deserve, then will we finally get the positions that we deserve? Will we finally get the full 100% income that men get? So it's harmful for you to stay quiet with all the things that you want and desire. I want to be really, really clear with that. I'm not going to contribute to that harmful environment for the other women around me. And I'm not going to contribute to that harmful environment for our daughters. So next, we're going to talk about why you might want to consider being more open to your dreams of success and money and riches and wealth. So here we go. Why you might want to consider being more open about your dreams of success and riches. So first of all, because you deserve it just as much as anyone else. There are not other people out there that are more worthy than you. That's just a story that you're telling yourself if you think that. Also, because your kids are watching and learning from everything you say and do and from everything you don't say and don't do. If your kids never see you go after the scary thing, they never see you push yourself to that new uncomfortable place they're going to be less likely to push themselves to that new uncomfortable place. They're going to be less likely to go after what they really want. That's like such a great reason to push yourself. I mean, you've all heard me talk about like getting on Ferris wheels with Vinny. The last thing I want to do is go on something that goes up real high in the sky and goes in a circle, but I make myself do it because I want him to see me doing really uncomfortable things, especially when he knows that I basically want to barf the whole time. And he says, mommy, please don't barf on me. (laughs) But I feel like I have to do those scary, uncomfortable things and I have to let him see me doing them. That's a huge reason to do things. Also, why not you? Like I said, you deserve it just as as much as anyone else. And you're probably just as qualified, if not more, in many cases than anyone else. So why not you? If you don't do it, someone else will. You are just as worthy. Every promotion at work, someone's going to get it. There's no reason it can't be you. If there's a job that you want, a new career that you want, there's no reason that you can't go after it. You might not be able to get it tomorrow. You might not get it next year, but you can still be on a long-term plan to get the things that you want. You might not be able to have everything you want right now, but you can still ultimately have everything you want in due time. And the idea that you shouldn't go after it just because you can't have it right now is just an excuse. You start going after it now with intention and taking baby steps, even if you can't go full force into it because of, you know, you have like three kids under five and you just only have so much bandwidth. That's understandable, but that's not an excuse to not start taking steps to working on yourself, to working on your mindset, to start going after little things that you want so that eventually you, when you do have the bandwidth, the space and the grace and the time that you can go after those bigger things. So here's how I'm going about becoming a millionaire. I'm telling people that I want to be a seven figure earner. I'm saying it out loud. The first few times I said it out loud, it was weird and scary and felt like 
super greedy and self-indulgent and like I was showing off and it felt really uncomfortable. But then I was like, okay, so that's why I need to say it out loud more. So I'm saying it out loud now a lot. I want to be a seven-figure earner. I want to build a seven-figure business. That's really, really important to me. I actually did this really interesting values exercise a few years ago, and we had to narrow down five or six core values out of a series of like, I think it was like 42 different words or something. And one of the two of the words that I really got stuck on were success and wealth. And I really wanted to keep those as one of my five or six, but it felt really weird keeping those words and excluding other words like kindness, compassion, like helpfulness, like things like that, right? Like I'm going to pick wealth over being like a good person is basically what it felt like. Here's the thing. You don't have to pick one over the other. You can do both. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. You can be a really awesome person who serves the world in a million amazing ways and make a million dollars doing it. (laughs) And that's okay. Also, You can make a million dollars selling lipstick and that's okay too. You don't have to save the world making money. Like there's nothing that says, I actually had this conversation with someone over the weekend that I was like, I want to make a million dollars serving women. And she's like, oh my gosh, I love that because it sounds really noble. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it it does sound noble. It sounds like, well, I just want to save the world and make a million dollars by saving the world. But also like, it's totally cool if you just want to like make some lipstick like Kylie Kardashian and make a million dollars. Like there's no reason that any of us should judge that. Who wouldn't want to be 19 years old and have like a billion dollar empire from making some lipstick, right? That's actually really cool. Like say what you will about the Kardashians, but to be a mogul in your early 20s, 
Not too shabby, right? You don't have to go after money in super noble ways. I'm not saying like do it in inappropriate, illegal, and you know, negative ways, but it doesn't have to be about saving the world. I choose to do it through service in certain ways. Other people choose to go about it in other ways. It's totally fine. So another thing I'm doing to become a millionaire is I joined a group called Million Dollar Badass. Because you know what I want to be? I want to be a million dollar badass. So I joined this really cool group. This is one of the things I did after I sold the gym was that I knew I wanted to put myself with women who were doing what I want to do. So I joined this group called Million Dollar Badass with Rachel Rogers. And it's like, I definitely wanted to like throw up and have diarrhea after I joined for a few days because I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? I think I just committed to something really big. But that's where I want to be because that's what's going to put me on the right path. I started writing down big goals over and over and over with specific numbers and specific dates. So I got really clear on like, okay, when do I want to hit this number? When do I want to hit this number? And what are the different ways I can break down the numbers? How many ways can you break down making a million dollars over the course of a year? What does that look like monthly? How many times, you know, I've taken the number $5,000 and I've broken down. If I want to make $5,000 a month from 100 people, they each need to pay me $50. If I want to make $5,000 a month from 200 people, they each need to pay me $25. If I want to make $5,000 a month from 10 people, they each need to pay me $500. If I want to make $5,000 a month from one person, he or she needs to pay me $5,000. So I just crunched out like these different numbers just to look at all the different ways to make $5,000. And then how many times do I need to make $5,000 each month in order to make six figures? to make a half a million dollars, to make a million dollars in a year. So just start playing with the numbers and seeing what that looks like. And actually, when you break it down like that, it sounds a lot less overwhelming. I started having this, I started about a year and a half ago. I contacted a real estate agent in this area where there's a lot of little lakes here in Washington. And I was like, hey, someday I want to buy a lake house. Can you start sending me listings with like three-ish bedrooms in this certain price range right on the water, must have like a yard with a dock and be right on the water, must have, I don't remember what else I put in there. But anyways, she sends me lake list. I get lake house listings in my email box on a regular basis. And I look at these listings and I get super fired up. Like someday I'm buying one of these houses. This is one of the most powerful things I've done to motivate me to make money is ask a real estate agent to start sending me listings. And I told her, I was like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm probably not doing it this year, but I just want to start seeing what's out there. It's really cool. And now I can envision what my lake house is going to look like. So I've created a vision board. I have a vision board. I've actually created two. One of them I had tucked away for a while just because I hadn't gotten around to putting it up. And I pulled it out recently and was kind of blown away by all the things that had already happened on it. And I didn't even remember putting them on there. I have started embracing abundance every damn day. Embracing abundance, just abundance mindset. There's always enough. I am always resourceful enough to get what I want, to get what I need. And this is, I went through this a lot in the process of selling the gym, just reminding myself like, you're going to figure this out. It was definitely a little sticky at times. And I was like, you always figure everything out. You've never not figured something out. You've always gotten what you wanted and what you needed. You've always had enough. There's always been enough. So there always will be enough. You have been resourceful your entire life to pay every single bill that has come your way, even when you thought you couldn't. So you will continue to do that because there is always enough. You know how to create enough and you will always know how to create enough. So I'm always embracing abundance. I'm staying in action and creating momentum and constantly working a plan. That's not to say that there's days that I'm like, some days I'm on vacation and that's cool. But that vacation, it's part of the plan. 
that time off is part of the plan. And then the time on, I'm working a plan. I'm not wasting my time. I'm working a plan. And even when Vinny was a tiny baby and I was home with him, I literally felt like I could not accomplish anything in a day. I would do one five-minute task that would generate revenue. That meant I would send out the one email that would get a gym member through the door. I would post one thing on Facebook promoting my gym. I would make one connection to get me closer to some sort of revenue goal every day, five minutes. That was when I was literally at home with a screaming baby, couldn't put on a bra because I had mastitis three times, couldn't make a meal to save my life, was standing in the shower, crying and eating spinach and almonds out of a bowl because I did not have any other food in the house. I did one five minute thing to take me closer to a goal every damn day. The other thing I'm doing to become a millionaire, constant self-talk about being just as worthy as anyone else. Always reminding myself that we're all the same. And I've said this a lot recently, but I've been in the room with some really, really successful people in the last year. And oh my God, they cry about the exact same things I cry about. We are all the same. I cry about the same things you cry about. I promise you. I worry about the same things as you. I freak out about the same things as you. We are all just as worthy. Also, I am conscientiously building the life that I want, not letting myself get stuck in the circumstances I'm given in the moment. So things totally blow up and fall apart sometimes. Things do not go as planned sometimes. Sometimes things feel like I have no control over them, but I'm still conscientiously building the life I want. I'm conscientiously taking steps towards the things that I want, even if there's circumstances that are holding me back momentarily, I am still looking ahead really, really conscientious of where I'm going and where I want to go. So here's how you can start going after the success and the money that you want. Define your desires. You have to get really clear about this and make yourself really think about what you really, truly want out of the one life that you're given. This can be really uncomfortable and scary because you might think that you don't want that much. You might be like, I'm good right now. I'm totally fine. I don't need to make more money. I don't need more success. I'm good. And you might be totally fine, but that also might be a little bit of a defense mechanism or a little bit of a protection that you're building around yourself to just let yourself stay safe because that's a lot easier than pushing yourself to those uncomfortable places. So I'd really encourage you to define your desires, get really honest about like, if there was no limits, if you would not fail and could not fail, what would you do? Write it down, especially the stuff that scares you. Put it on paper. Start putting it in passwords. I've started putting goals in passwords. I have different variations of 1 million written out in all sorts of different codes and different passwords so that I'm again aware when I log into certain accounts, oh, I'm logging into this account and I'm typing in variations again, because I'm not going to give you all my passwords, but I'm typing in variations of like things around seven figures and 1 million and things that are making me, reminding me of what I'm working toward so that I can be having that on my radar on a regular basis. So make a vision board and let yourself get lost in a dream. I did this with gym members a couple of years ago. I did this as a New Year's activity and I had some of our transformation members come in and build vision boards. And literally like it was like a two hour activity or something. And I was like, you guys, maybe we should make it three hours. Like I was the one who wasn't done. Everyone else was like, okay, I think we're done now. And I was like, no, I'm not really done. I actually need like another hour. So let yourself get lost in a dream and make out that vision board. Write out numbers. I talked about my numbers before. I talked about writing out different ways to make $5,000 in a month. Start writing out numbers. What are X amount of ways that you can make X amount of dollars to add to your income this month or this year? And then start thinking about how are the ways this can happen? 
I totally understand that if you're not entrepreneurial and you're not constantly building something to sell, you might be like, yeah, like I can't just make more money at my job. That's not an option. But that's also a really fixed mindset to think that I only can make so much money at my job. Growth mindset would say there's probably more ways than you realize to make more money at your current job. And there's other ways to make money in life than just at the job that you're doing right now. So think about, can you sell something that you already have? I had this awesome conversation with a shameless mom just the other day about how she's making a business out of consigning things. Can you make something to sell? I had another conversation with another shameless mom. So these are like all coaching clients, by the way, like people who's come to me and say, can you help me with this idea? So if you have an idea and you want to flush it out with me, you can email me at info at shamelessmom.com and we can talk about it. So I had another conversation with a shameless mom who's like, yeah, I really want to help moms with interior design kind of in a specific theme. And here's what I'm thinking. And I was like, yes, that's brilliant. I was like, are you making money on that? She's like, well, not really, not yet. And I was like, okay, like, let's talk about this because people want this. So make something with this that you can sell because it's fun for you to make. So let's make something you can sell and then you can get money from that. And it's basically like money for a hobby, right? Making money off of a hobby. Can you sell your intellectual property? So if you are like the top CPA at your firm, you could probably write a little ebook on how to be a badass CPA and sell that. So think about where you're an expert and how you could sell that intellectual property. When I sold my gym, the intellectual property that came with that was actually a big part of the sale. It wasn't just like selling my dumbbells. It was selling the intellectual property that was the framework that built up the business over the course of 16 years. Can you downsize to build up? So could you sell your fancy car and get a cheaper car and invest that money somewhere else where that money would grow, where that money would make you more money this year? So maybe you could use that money to put a down payment into an investment property. I've had multiple people on the podcast talking about investment properties and how to use investment properties as wealth builders. And you can do this with as little as buying like a $100,000 property. Now, I know $100,000 is not a small amount of money, but a down payment on $100,000 could probably be attained by selling a car, downsizing your car situation and potentially getting a down payment to put on an investment property. And then with that investment property, if you're cash flowing the rent, you have extra income every month, right? Could you go to work in the job that you feel like you have no potential to make any more money in and ask for a raise? You actually could. You might think you can't, but you actually could. Could you go and ask for the promotion? You actually could. You probably think you can't, but you actually can. And the thing is, There's other people at your job who are thinking about asking for the promotion. So like, don't sit around and wait for them to get it. Go get it yourself. Could you get more education or experience to qualify yourself for the next step on your career ladder? So this might be a little bit more of a lengthy process, a lengthy commitment where you're just building towards something that you know will ultimately add to your income. Totally appropriate. It doesn't need to be something that happens today or next week. This can be a long-term plan. The next thing that you can start doing to go after success and more money is to tell people your plan. Tell your best friend or your spouse at the very least. Like you don't need to get on Facebook and be like, hey guys, just an FYI, I'm going to be a millionaire soon. Like you can do that. I think it'd be really awesome if you did. But also I know that for most of you, you're going to be like, yeah, that would be weird. So... (laughs) Tell people, tell people who are close to you that this is what you're going after. I've actually really enjoyed telling people recently like, hey, join this cool new group, Million Dollar Badass. I like put the sticker on my computer, Million Dollar Badass. I'm like dying for people to ask me like, ooh, what's that? 
And then I can tell them, oh, this is just me building my million dollar business. No big deal. (laughs) And then lastly, get really clear on your why. If you don't know why you're doing something, you're not going to do it. So when I got really clear on why I want to do this, like where I'm sitting watching Real Housewives and crying, watching Bethany Frankel, helping people in Puerto Rico, that's really motivating to me. So when I can think about those things, I can remember why I'm doing all this. This helps me feel more selfless about it, but it doesn't need to be a selfless mission at all. It can be a shameless, selfish mission. It can be just about you wanting, desiring success, desiring to be really, really good at something and be recognized for being successful through promotions, you know, through how you get paid. That's okay. But get really clear on your why, why you want to do it. Okay. A lot of good stuff in there, right? Lots of good stuff. So I want to know what you think. We are going to be talking about this over in our private Facebook group. So there'll be some public conversation over on Instagram, I'm sure, because there's always good conversations over there. So you can find that public page over at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram. But the private conversation I know will be juicier. So definitely pop over to our free private Facebook community at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook, where we'll be talking more about this conversation about becoming a millionaire this week. Oh, and one other thing, I'm going to link in the show notes to a really amazing article I found while researching for this episode. And it's called, where did it go? It's called, I want to be rich and I'm not sorry. It's written by a really amazing writer, a woman, Jessica Knoll in LA. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes. So if you want like some follow-up information on this about a super awesome woman writing about her dreams about becoming rich, pop over to the show notes, go to shamelessmom.com click on episode 235 and you can see that story. And then I will see you in the Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com slash shameless for everything else related to digging a little deeper and getting into the juice of this conversation. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for helping me live this out so shamelessly. I can't wait to be back here on Wednesday with an interview for you. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.